Welcome to the Full Minded with Elisabetta podcast, where my mission is to normalize the human experience. I believe there's power in authenticity and building a community immersed in it. I plan on bringing you on an in-depth and transparent journey of my life through solo episodes. I will also be interviewing a range of individuals who are willing to share their unique stories. On this podcast, we will dive into topics such as mental health, heartbreak, loss, change, trauma, self-love, and every other topic that makes up the human experience. While I do my very best to provide you insight and knowledge on these subject matters, this podcast is not a substitute for professional help. I am not a licensed therapist. I am simply a human sharing my experiences with the intent to help people feel less alone. If you are suffering, please consult with a licensed professional. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Full Minded with Elisabetta. I'm your host, Alyssa, and today I'm going to be talking about things that make me feel awkward and uncomfortable, mainly in social settings. I feel like for those of you that know me personally, I'm a very social person. I'm very outgoing. I'm an extrovert, but I have a lot of social anxiety and you may not know that about me. I feel like tapping into this was very eye-opening and surprising to me and just how many social situations make me deeply uncomfortable and unsettled. So without further ado, let's tap into this. Things that make me feel awkward. The first one I would say is going to meet someone and I do not know the parking layout, especially if I'm meeting up with like a buyer or seller on on Marketplace. It has gotten to the point that if I don't know the area, I will Google Maps it and look at like the 3D view to see where I can park before I go because just going into that and I don't know why I assume like they would be like peeping through the blinds just waiting for me to arrive and just watching me try and find parking and like watching me sweat in my car but this one is a big one for me (laughs) which then leads me to my next one parallel parking in front of strangers I'm sweating thinking about it. I don't know why. We all have to parallel park. We've all been taught how to parallel park. Some of us are better than others. However, the concept of just having to parallel park in front of somebody or multiple people is like my worst nightmare. It just, I can't, I can't do it. I'll drive away. Like I I will not, I'll park seven blocks away and I'll walk. It's fine. I never needed that parking spot in the first place. No, thank you. Also, while we're talking about meeting people in public, if they text me and that they can see me, but I can't see them. Like, we're like, let's meet up at this cafe. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. I've never been here before. I'm like looking around, looking at my phone. And they're like, hey, I see you. And you look up and you don't see them. Forget it. (laughs) I'm going home. (laughs) I'm out of there. I can't handle that. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what angle are you seeing me from? Why can't I see you? If I don't know. It just freaks me out. It really freaks me out. <laughs> okay, another thing, tripping in public, I cannot. Like, why am I so embarrassed by that? Like, even if it's just like a small little trip, like, why can't I control my own limbs? Like, what, I try to tap into what, why that makes it so embarrassing for, because I know that's a common one for other people. If you like trip, you're just like, I'm never going to forget this moment for as long as I'll live. I'll be 95 sitting in my rocker and just be like, remember that one time I tripped and there was like 10 people in front of me? <sighs> I can't figure it out, but that one is, that one's hella stressful. (laughs) 
Okay, this one's really funny. I actually seen this one on TikTok the other day and I was like, I'm so glad I'm not alone. When you walk to someone's car, like they're here and they're like, come on out, I'm out front. And you're walking and they're looking at you and you're just like, fuck, where do I look? So you just like look down and in the video, she was like typing just a bunch of letters into her notes on on her phone. And I was losing it because I was like, okay, that is me. Why does that make me so uncomfortable? What is wrong with me? (laughs) Ah, yes, (laughs) this next one is big. Okay, so I'm paying debit or credit and it doesn't work at the at the checkout. And even though I have the money, I assume they assume I have no money. And it truly makes me want to crawl into some type of hole and knock them out for like five to seven business days. I can't. This is so embarrassing. I'm, you know, I'm boiling. My cheeks are red. It, no, no, thank you. Crying in my car as I'm driving. <laughs> okay. Bold of me to assume that every car on the highway is going to be staring at me in my car, driving and crying at the same time, and then somehow judge me for it, maybe even laugh, but I do. I do assume this every single time and it's so embarrassing unless it's nighttime when it's nighttime driving it's a little bit safer because not everybody can see into your windows I should really get tinted windows for this because I think this would solve a couple of these on the list today (laughs) and speaking of cars eating will add a red light and someone looks over at me I'm done eating now thank you I'm I don't know why I feel shame of eating in my car I, I don't understand it so many of these I don't understand they just They make sense kind of, but they don't really. Like if you get to the deeper root of things, like why am I embarrassed and I'm eating? I'm a human. If I don't eat, I'll die. I need to eat. Why, like, why can't I get drive-thru and eat in my car at a red light? I'm not sure. I'm really hoping you guys send in (laughs) maybe some that are relating to mine, but also new ones to make me feel less alone here. Cause this is, this is pretty wild. This is a lot of social settings where I'm uncomfortable in. (laughs) Like, how do I leave the house? I don't understand. (laughs) Okay, this, thanking a waiter for bringing food that you think is yours, but is actually your friend's. I don't know, could be a nice thing to do. Maybe people always thank the waiter every time he brings something over to the table, even if it's not theirs. For me, I had this like really weird situation happen when I was seven and my aunt filled up my cousin's pop and set it in front of what looked like me at the time, but apparently it was like my cousin. And I was like, oh, thank you, auntie. And she was like, oh, this is for your cousin, but I can get you one. And immediately I was like, no, 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 I don't want one. Thank you. I never did. I'm not sure why I said thank you. And I can't forget about that. I don't know why that's engraved in my memory. It's unfortunately a core memory and it's with me forever. What? Why is that so embarrassing? I don't understand. <laughs> the next one. When you start to speak at the same time as somebody else, especially people you don't know really well, like it's different when you and your friend are shooting the shit or your family and like, you know, your siblings speaks up at the same time and you're like, shut the fuck up. I'm going first. But when you don't know somebody and you're just having like kind of a, a weird social interaction and I'll speak at the same time. Oh, it. Oh, I don't like it. I can specifically remember I was 14 when I realized that this was something for me that made me uncomfortable. And I was silent for like a year, which is hard to believe. But (laughs) for a year, when I was around people that I did not know, I was like, forget about it. I'm not, I'm not talking to risk talking at the same time. Like, unless there was a very obvious pause where they had asked me a question. And then I waited, I remember like 10 seconds and I'd be like, okay, this is my, but I remember starting quietly, like starting into the sentence, like, Yeah, so this is what I feel like. (laughs) What is this about? (laughs) Okay, another one. 
when I'm at the nail salon and the nail lady has a hard time understanding my English and I have to keep repeating myself and the whole salon is looking at me. This happens a lot, especially because, you know, sometimes other people will chime in or maybe the other workers will chime in to try and, you know, makes me red in the face, makes me uncomfortable, makes me think I don't really need to get my nails done. Recently, I was asked to speak on a panel about mental health. And I mean, I was honored. I love to speak about mental health. That's like very much up my alley, but I can't help but have this irrational fear when public speaking or doing some sort of presentation that I'm going to say like the word sex or something super, super inappropriate and would make no sense to the dialogue in which I'm sticking to. But I just have this irrational fear that I'm just going to start saying fucked up inappropriate things. And I I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's about. If somebody knows that's listening, please let me know what that means because (laughs) I'm not going to, and I never have. Maybe I have once actually when doing a presentation. I don't know. Maybe that's deep and buried within me somewhere. And that actually has happened to me. But every time I do it, every time I have a presentation, I think, what if I say something fucked up? Oh my God. And dates. Oh my God. I can't believe I waited so long to drop this one. I hate dates. Like it's, it's a perfect, a date is a perfect opportunity for all of these things I've just listed to collectively happen to me. And then I would just be living in pure agony. So you're telling me you want to pick me up and I got to walk to your car and possibly have you stare at me and I got to find somewhere to look or worse, we meet in public and I have to park in a lot I'm unfamiliar with or say I walk and then risk you seeing me before I see you, I'd have to show up like an hour earlier. Then we have to hope we don't start speaking at the same time on this date or I'll be all like, no, you go first. And they'll be all like, no, you, you. And then we just have that. And then what if we both say no, you, and then we're like, okay. And then we do it again. (gasps) I'd have to get up and leave. And then I have to order food in front of you and hope I don't say that wrong or hope I don't just say sex or something. (laughs) Then... Then the end of the date, there's all this added pressure of like, does the man pay? Do I pay? The fuck? So there is an opportunity right there for my debit card to maybe not work. Not because I don't have the funds, but because of their machine. But then homeboy might think I'm broke if it doesn't. Ugh. Then if he's a proper gentleman, chances are he's going to walk me home, right? Then we stand with all this societal pressure swirling around us that we need to kiss. <sighs> don't get me wrong. I love to kiss. I fucking love to kiss. It's one of my favorite things to do. But when there's pressure to do it, I become a different person. I'm so awkward. I'm an absolute oco taco. Like I, they're just going to leave. Like it's, it's going to get weird. I writing this out <laughs> and sharing this with you. This makes me think this is why I'm so whimsical. And I've dated men in a more unconventional way because I just the regular white picket fence version of life to me feels so predictable and standard. Like it kind of gives me the ick. Oh my God. If you're listening to this and you want to take me on a date, do not, do not maybe think of something else like call Uber eats, select the no contact option. And then text me after I'm done eating to ask how it was. And we'll go from there because this whole, you got to pick me up. I got to look cute. I got to hope that I don't trip. Nah, nah. I feel like this is hilarious to admit publicly. I feel like this is either going to speed up my chances of finding a like-minded partner who is an extreme case of social anxiety as well, or it's going to scare all these men off. And I feel like either I'm okay with at this point in my life, to be honest. 
Ooh, another one. When you wave at somebody and they don't wave back to you. I actually waved at a toddler yesterday because she was making pretty serious eye contact with me. And she was like, also a puddle though. She was making eye contact with me and then the puddle, me and then the puddle. So I waved at her, felt pretty confident she would wave back. She didn't. Made me feel a little weird. Less weird than when a grown up does it, but still made me feel weird. Like, why is the toddler rejecting me? Like, why don't you want to wave at me? What's wrong? What's wrong with me? Why, why don't you want to wave at me? This has been a very funny episode to record. It's just a little one. I hope it brings joy to you. I hope it makes you feel less alone or you think I'm a total weirdo. Either one. Love it. I'm here for it. This is just me normalizing the human experience. I believe it's why I was placed on this this earth, literally, but also why I'm creating this podcast because I feel like these are normal things and people feel them and maybe they feel shame and they've never admitted them to people. I'm just out here publicly telling the world all of these things. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, uh, message me on Instagram. Email me if you have anything that you want to add to this. If you also relate to these, please let me know. <laughs> it would be great to know I'm not alone. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I loved having you. If you wish to support this podcast, please follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on social media at Full Minded Podcast. Once a month, I will do an episode where I answer questions that have been sent in. Please visit our website at www.fullmindedpodcast.com to submit all your questions. If you wish to be a guest on this podcast, please fill out the form on our website to apply. Your continued support means the world, so thank you again for taking the time out of your day to tune into Full Minded with Elisabetta. Until next time, be kind to yourselves and remember that there is power in owning our imperfect and messy lives. It's all a part of the human experience and you're not alone in it.